What's going on, everybody? It's me, Asad Hashim Ali, back again with another episode of Behind the Grind, the first episode of the year, 2023. Um, I'm not sure what episode number it is, 34, 34, 33, 34. Um, I've stopped keeping count for one reason in particular is because now my mission is to make sure that we can keep getting more and more of these out, find more inspirational, more cool people as well to come on, share their story, um, enlighten us. The direction of the show has also changed a little bit. As you can tell, it's more entrepreneurial, more business oriented, um, but also uh, more leadership oriented as well. And uh, I think it's perfect to kick off the first episode of the year with someone who's very special, someone who, when I found out about him, I was like, damn, this is quite the decorated individual, uh, quite a track record. Imran Salim is in the house. Imran, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, how'd you like the intro so far? So far, so good? So far, so good. Awesome, it's, awesome, it's great. to live up to, to be honest. So when I heard about you, and um, I will say this on camera, Nuzair Benani, thank you very much for bringing Imran over here. But um, when Nuzair told me about you, I went over your LinkedIn. And then I quickly asked people, I was like, do you know who Imran Salim is by any chance? And I didn't hear... I, all I heard was speaks really well, is a gem of a person, um, super inspirational, and uh, um, is a model leader. And I was like, okay, damn, I need to have this person as well. And then when I went on your LinkedIn, I noticed some things. So I'm not going, like, I, I'm, I will feel shy to actually reiterate that. And I'll leave that to you. So how about you actually just take us through your track record so far? Life before Kareem, what were you up to? So I, I know what you're getting with the whole LinkedIn thing, right? So it all started off. Um, so back in the day when, when we, you know, uh, me and a, a, a good uh, bunch of friends, when we got done with our studies, was at that time, yeah. you know, we discovered a couple of uh, a couple of uh, musicians uh, or mm -hmm. bands at the time that we really got crazy about so much so that we ended up picking up musical instruments and, you know, yeah. decided at that time that this is what we're going after yeah. in our lives, yeah. like forever. Uh, it was, I think at that time, the Beatles and the Who and a couple of those 60s and 70s yeah. bands that really sort of, you know, pulled us in. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember uh, in my effort to sort of, you know, make some headway over there, mm -hmm. uh, there was a there was a place at that time that had opened up that was really getting a lot of attention from, you know, the whole crowd that yeah. used to like to listen to that kind of music. It's called the Bass Rock Cafe at that time. Super iconic. Yep. And, um, and run at that time by, you know, this brilliant power couple mm -hmm. who were really sort of in it for the love of the, for the love of the art. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I met up with them a couple of times and was able to convince them to actually take me on board simply because at that time, you know, I wanted uh, mm -hmm. that visibility to come yeah. for, you know, the band that I was in. They're doing pretty well, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, uh, they're called E-Sharp. They went into the yeah. whole, you know, okay, that's them. Band thing. Yeah, that's them. Ah. So, uh, I, I, I was actually one of the founders of that band uh, and the rest of them are still together. What did you play? Job. I played the bass. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. And did a lot of those management things, right? You know, getting yeah. those uh, small gigs and then uh -huh. uh, deciding on what money or what kind of food we'll be getting in return for the music that we played. Okay. So it was a lot of fun at that time. So I took up that job. Uh -huh. I, it on my LinkedIn. I think right now it says part of the management team. But yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah, I think yeah. it, it was. Event was, coordinator, it says. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's what I did. You know, I, I got a lot of people together. We did a lot of open mics. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I had to wait tables, you know, in, in the interest of getting uh, things moving. 
was it was an education mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time it was also a realization at least from my end that you mm-hmm. know uh, things need to get back on track so it was a lot of fun while it lasted yeah. but i didn't have the kind of resilience that some of the other guys have by mm-hmm. the way in that band everybody is doing pretty well now okay. uh, there's this gentleman who's become a doctor wow. uh, another one the guy who's, who actually sings is now the associate director for pakistan for sony music asia So I mean all of these guys ended up doing great things. Uh, uh-huh. The third one who also happens to be my cousin is now running his own studio and doing Heavy. a pretty bang up job. So these guys got there. Yeah. I think uh, I do feel like I chickened out a little bit uh, you know and went into the whole uh, the grind per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah. Um and then I I joined this organization uh, called Mask Line. Uh, yeah. part of the Mask group, the mm-hmm. largest shipping conglomerate in the world. Yeah. Um so what happened was uh, my my pursuit in education was predominantly driven by my best friend at the time who okay. was now my wife we have we have two children together very nice um i ended up not doing so well in my regular tests in iba and lums and yeah. you know maths was really not my you know my subject of interest yeah. at the time and i was too focused on you know uh, my other dreams at the time mm-hmm. so couldn't get through and then saw her sort of going into this whole chartered accountancy field figured i'd tag along mm-hmm. as a backup if the whole yeah. music thing didn't work out at least you got some study buddy with you that yeah. well. <laughs> uh, three things were out yeah. so ended up you know completing my chartered certified accountancy and then getting a gig mm-hmm. uh in mask and then very quickly realizing over the course of the next couple of years mm-hmm. and this i think is where the whole mentorship come things into play mm-hmm. right and the bosses that i had at the time they were really adamant on the fact that you know you you're here mm-hmm. you're doing this but you need to move out and go towards the commercial side of the business because this, this is very b2b like it was uh, still you know within within the whole b2b element yeah. i was at that time looking after accounts receivables and okay. uh, you know recoveries and what not which yeah. was fun yeah. uh, but it wasn't really the core business yeah and yeah, shipping yeah. is very interesting business right yeah, yeah. because when when you're into shipping and i and i'm lucky that i ended up you know getting uh, similar careers as i moved forth as well because when you're in shipping mm-hmm. you need to keep tabs of a lot of different industries yeah. right both from an imports perspective and an exports perspective so what is happening with lucky cement or what is happening with you know garib sun's rice or what is happening on the imports front the white also on the commodities market as well absolutely yeah. all yeah. of that yeah, right yeah, yeah. so so to be in that part of the business so when i exited mask mm-hmm. um i was handling the uh, pakistan to far east pakistan to middle east and uh, pakistan to the north america trades okay. so all kinds of cargo all kinds of networks and optimizations and pricing and what and what not mm-hmm. um learned a lot mm-hmm. at that time there was this gentleman who was also uh, an xmas colleague okay. who had taken over the raz Mm-hmm. as the ceo okay. his name was byakam mcclison okay so so by way of that association one day we met he told me you know that this is the the kind of vision that i'm looking at for pakistan it's a very exciting market mm-hmm. it's a huge risk yeah. i mean let, let's just be honest because is, nobody has ever tried to scale it up at that level yeah but you know if you're interested let's we'll have you over yeah heard about it for i think all of 2 hours and then jumped on board because it was it was a super exciting prospect so it was really the vision that i got you on i think that that is what that was what dominantly driven me throughout mm-hmm. it's it's you know the sort of you know what you end up doing out of where you're going more than anything else and, and the the prospect of how much impact you can make but to cut you off there and yeah. up until that point um where was daraz like what at what stage of its business was it at? what were mm. people perceiving it as it was it was still in its uh, 
I think it it started off in 2012 as a as a fashion retailer. So what that yeah. essentially meant is they were selling clothes. Yeah. The concept of marketplace wasn't there. Okay. Right. So the concept of actually a full on full blown marketplace, which is a bridge that creates buyers and sellers. Yeah. That came in somewhere around 15 or 16. Okay. I joined in 2017 when things were sort of stabilizing to that end. Okay. And they were going into the whole uh, you know Alibaba acquisition situation. Right. Yeah. So I think I joined. somewhere in if i'm not mistaken august and mm-hmm. the whole due diligence for that acquisition started a couple of months later okay so it was at that time it was there was that very cool period where you know people from china were coming in yeah. they were discovering our markets asking yeah. all sorts of you know fun questions uh-huh. you know in china there's a lot of focus on selling hair clips and you know hair bands and accessories why are you guys selling televisions and you know cell phones mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. why right? yeah why the small ticket items yeah. so that, that that's what they try mm-hmm. on right and i think that is that's one of the biggest lessons that we've learned that mm-hmm. there are different ways of looking at businesses mm-hmm. but in terms of creating the right value and creating the right foundation and sustainability mm-hmm. it goes a lot beyond just you know managing for one or two big ticket uh, items that will drive your top yeah, line yeah. and the health of your business mm-hmm. that was the first lesson like there okay. and things kept on moving from over there right. uh, i spent uh, i think a few years leading the commercial function for pakistan mm-hmm. and then uh, towards my last year or a year and a half i was leading the commercial functions for the five countries that daras operated in okay so pakistan bangladesh myanmar nepal so at uh, that time because you entered i'm guessing you also entered at like a, at a, a senior position as well in somewhat of the leadership core yeah. leadership team yeah there must have been a lot of culture shift in management of people as well because of the whole acquisition i'm guessing so so uh, yes uh, there was right so i think one of the great things about alibaba as an organization mm-hmm. and this is what we learned right so every core meeting mm-hmm. you were very likely to have an hr individual like in a business meeting where we're discussing pnls or we're discussing you know strategy for the next year or what categories do we want to grow or what items and what sales and what and what not right mm-hmm. so there will be that hr person sitting mm-hmm. and you know there is that there is that respect for that human element that really you know drove down into the way that we did things going forth as well mm-hmm. so at that time i remember when i joined daraz there were a total of um two or three people that managed the entirety of the hr operations over there mm-hmm. as a matter of fact i was tasked in the beginning to set up uh, you know an onboarding uh, program for people coming in including you know the testing that happened or what kind of interview i gave training interviews at that so uh, training there was so interview training concept yeah so it was, it was proper startup right yeah. you know winging a lot of things and things were moving in the right direction because again uh, the the direction that you get from up top yeah. matters more than you know any sort of process or structure that comes in yeah. but at one point when you reach a certain scale all of that becomes supremely important yeah so at that time it were just three people i think when i left uh, it's a very strong and very robust hr team in place and i think that that sort of drove a lot of the culture going forth in terms of you know the love again for the work that we're doing and the engagement mm-hmm. and and the pride one feels uh mm-hmm. when they sort of come into the raz and work yeah. and make that contribution mm-hmm. and i think that that got me hungry for more mm-hmm. right in terms of contribution mm-hmm. in terms of you know the difference mm-hmm. that i would end up making mm-hmm. it was around that time that uh, you know i uh, started having discussions mm-hmm. uh, with kareem okay um so i have to before we get into kareem though and that transition explain to me a little bit about like what is your what was the role though like in commercial itself what does that mean so i'll tell you so like i mentioned uh, this bridge that connects the buyers and the sellers yeah. right so 
everything that had to do with the seller side of this equation, yeah, which includes the assortment that you bring on board, mm. uh, the brands that you manage, the right. pricing that you set, right. the pictures that you're putting forth uh, on the platform, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So all of that fell within the commercial function. Okay. It was a pretty big team. So there were category managers, right. there were channel managers, there was the entire you know corporate sales team at that point. And then we had a private, we still have actually mm -hmm. as a private label business going yeah. uh, that was a separate sort of a unit on its own. Mm -hmm. I think about a, a good couple of hundred people at that time okay. uh, that were working within the commercial function. And um, fulfillment and delivery would also come in this side oh, so this, uh, the way that it's structured is there is the commercial functions which is seller management assortment management yeah. quality education all of these things and then fulfillment uh, and logistics it's a separate uh, that division is, that is what we call operations over okay. so that's oh, a okay. separate unit okay. then there's marketing and of course, all of the other ones. There's another one actually um, that I think uh, it's worth mentioning is a function called traffic operations. So which is very separate from all of these. So yeah. the way that it's structured is uh, once we bring an item on the on the platform or assortment onto the platform, right. the way that it reaches out to the customer on the platform by way of search results or by way of however way mm -hmm. uh, you know the app is structured that falls in the domain of traffic operations. Interesting. So because you've got I don't know, like millions and millions of things on the platform. Mm -hmm. So to show each customer the right things that they'll, uh, you know, end up liking and buying, mm -hmm. that's a bit of an art on its own and required mm -hmm. a whole separate function. And, and once, once you would, once you would align, let's say that I am a, I'm a vendor who's coming on the RAS and once yeah. you've aligned my storefront basically yeah. and what I'm selling, what price, what I'm selling, how it's looking, you know, how are the prospective customers going to perceive me? You would also help push my product as well or get it in front of those prospective customers or oh. that's the traffic team's no. job. So, of course, the traffic ops team needs to know, uh, you know, what, what the on-ground situation is, yeah. what, the, what the current affinities and trends are. Yeah. And that is something that we would find by talking to sellers okay. more than anything, right? right? So what is the new hot product in the market? What are the trends that are currently prevailing? Mm -hmm. What are things that are likelier to sell? Mm -hmm. Also, seasonality comes into play over yeah. here as well, right? What will sell more in November and December compared to what will sell more in April yeah. or May, yeah. uh, depending on what kind of campaigns that we're running. So we, what we would do is we would get this list of products and we'd give it over to the guys yeah. and then they'd just make really, really cool artworks and then reach out to the right audiences, mm -hmm. um, what you call CRM, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So having those bases covered, mm -hmm. define like, you know, segmenting different groups of people into what their affinities would be and mm -hmm. then messaging them very personalized content that would get them on the platform and mm -hmm. get them to make a transaction. Okay. All right. So, so, so now that tell me like what got you to then make the transition to Kareem then? So it was, uh, it was, I think, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I met SM the other day. So he, he is a mentor, right? He is mm -hmm. the MD at Daraz. And we were discussing, uh, you know, uh, the, the vision and, you know, how, how it sort of differs. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is uh, that the, the one way that I really feel that it's different at Kareem compared to Daraz is that over at Kareem, um, our captains, so mm. this is the primary source of earning Mm -hmm. for a vast majority of them yeah right we have a lot of people who do part-time work on kareem as well yeah. for, for a majority of them mm -hmm. this is their bread and butter yeah, this yeah. is their earnings right so it was it was a little bit of a flip i felt at daraz where you know the sellers that you had they were already well versed in the art of selling by way of having their offline stores mm -hmm. right and by way of uh 
by way of having done it like you know the the, the mom and the physical and sort of in that business and them sort of taking it online yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, a part of their business was online huh. so here, here we're talking like you know making Soul businesses a, a, online a, a, a yeah. proper contribution creating opportunities that actually will drive yeah. a lot of income and economic prosperity mm-hmm. that happened in the raj as well but here it was a lot more direct but well uh, as i'm learning as i'm moving forth it means a lot more responsibility on our part as well mm-hmm. right so uh, it's, it's it's so that was the that was the, the predominant motive behind it of course it was always to learn more yeah uh, if you look at it from a certain perspective it's still a marketplace yeah right? and that that part of the job i still continue to love creating the right balance yeah here i got the opportunity to also not just look at the supply side right look at the uh, entire uh, sort of running yeah. of the organization as it stands today mm-hmm. uh, so that was that still is a lot of immense learning so when you still continue to learn so when you came on to kareem yeah director strategy and and commercial yeah what was the strategy part then in the commercial so the, the strategy part uh, again predominantly it it revolves so again i mean I, i'm sure the audience knows where where strategy and long term and short term is concerned it's it's in, in tech it's it's a very different definition to what you would find conventionally yeah, yeah. right so here it was predominant and and again when i came in all of the fun stuff started happening i think i came in may mm-hmm. and the whole fuel price increase the situation that came that's in, why right? i asked right because From 130 to 260 and then you know the inflationary pressure that came, a lot of things happened at that time New and then the whole what well. the one thing that i really learned at that time was that you know Know, and, and I feel this uh, in my heart quite a bit. Is that the impact of these fuel price increases, or you know, any economic uncertainty, or even political uncertainty that happens, mm-hmm. is a lot more direct and a lot more palpable over here than it was at the Raj. I mm-hmm. feel the Raj was a little bit more insulated the way it stood, right? So mm-hmm. you'll get your package a day late, which yeah. is bad experience, but you'll get it eventually, and you'll get over it. Yeah. Right, but when half of Islamabad is shut down, right, and you can't like take your car out and then you know do what you do to make a living, yeah, then it's it, then it's just that, yeah. right? Your earnings for the day yeah. are not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it was a big shift as far mm-hmm. as I am uh, looking. I'm looking at the business right now. Yeah, as a big shift, right? yeah, it's a lot yeah. more responsibility and to 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 sort of navigate through all of these different things that continue to happen, whether it's you know. uh any hartal or any dharna or khan saab ko goli lag jaye ya kuch aur ho jaye mm-hmm. all of these things right Have meant that we had to pivot and do other things to just ensure yeah. that our captain's earnings remain whole yeah yeah so yeah, yeah so i think that's the and, and for on the business side like i'm yeah. also figure like with all due respect also immense respect for the company but like i can't it couldn't have been easy as well and many people had a lot of critique as well with foods shutting down or mm-hmm. with um uber exiting from a few cities yeah. um competition coming in as well mm-hmm. for you it's kind of like you're getting a bad hand of cards also or a very challenging hand of cards oh, and all, all the more things to learn from and improve as well right yeah. i mean that, that you have to sort of go into everything with that perspective yeah. what you want to do yeah where you want to get and how you want to do it should not change with circumstances that change around you i think mm-hmm. that, that that should remain mm-hmm. constant and that should mm-hmm. remain consistent mm-hmm. like i said the opportunity to make that difference i think all the more there mm-hmm. so i'll give you the example today i think uh, we will probably do a lot more of this but we had this a big captain session today where we called about 30 or 40 different captains mm-hmm. uh, you know driving different things motorbikes cars rickshaws we got them all uh, in one place and then you know 
literally had a three hour discussion all of the things that are going on it, it hit me that the importance of actually being on ground and understanding what the real real crux the real meat of the problem is mm-hmm. it is something that we sometimes take lightly yeah. right and when you've got when you've got so much attached to the way that you run the organization or how you strategize or even how you design your commercials which was just the second part of my title mm-hmm. um you need to be able to be on on the ground mm-hmm. and understand this a lot better you don't want to go into a situation where you know you go let the meat cake when yeah yeah it, it's a completely different problem that they're dealing with mm-hmm. so yeah so it, it is it is mm-hmm. just that right but it mm-hmm. just means a lot more responsibility at the time and just ensuring uh, that however we're doing whatever we can for the captains mm-hmm. it is meaningful to them yeah. and they continue to get opportunities to just you know dig themselves out of whatever holes everybody finds themselves in yeah, yeah. and just make improvements to their lives mm-hmm. uh, be able to provide a better education yeah. better lifestyle to mm-hmm. you know their uh, yeah. oncoming generations mm-hmm. so now with you in this in this new role and um, it's fairly recent where this yeah. major all, all, lead- all, of, all of 17 days wow <laughs> And yeah. here you are with me. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have many yeah. more pressing things to be taking care of. But it's it's interesting because we're we're in a very um we're in a very weird time. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you've seen this in your in your in your career span as well. Um, the 08 crisis. Yeah. You know, this is 2020 was a very weird time as mm. well for the whole world. Mm. And now here we are. Um, up until six months ago, conversations were like, oh, we're on the mm. brink of World War Three. Yeah. Um, but the impact of that is just leading to immense cost push and 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 demand pull inflation. Yeah. yeah. And now you're not on one side of the equation with the commercials. You're also having to take care of the demand side. So how's yeah. that coming across for you? So again uh from the perspective of how things in my opinion would differ from say what happened in 2008 to 2020 and then today I think the way that you know, the world looks at it and I I tend to agree is that all of these sort of economic downturn time periods there are three things one one can look at right it's the it's the trigger mm-hmm. it's the severity and it's the duration of you know how long it ended up lasting I think all all three have very different sort of by nature designs behind them mm-hmm. um but the way that we're looking at today mm-hmm. so for, for for Kareem in particular and the way that we're managing uh you know all of this today mm-hmm. so this is this is this is what we all strive to solve for right, mm-hmm. right? we want to be able to provide the best earnings to mm-hmm. the captains while at the time at the same time just ensuring that we're not you know bringing ourselves to a point where we're completely priced out and where you know nobody yeah. wants to sort of you know take yeah, a ride yeah. on kareem and that is that is the that is the marketplace the holy grail of any marketplace is creating that right balance mm-hmm. and believe you me it's it's a day on day thing yeah right so from what i understand and um maybe for the last four or five years there were probably very rare instances where we had actually had to sort of you know go into fundamental ways of pricing or changing the way yeah, yeah, that yeah. we priced the product mm-hmm. over the course of this year this year alone i think we've done it about six or seven times yeah right and that is really what you have to do get down to sort of the bottom of it yeah. just ensure that you're staying up to date mm-hmm. you know with whatever is going on outside and yeah. just ensuring that you can stabilize that ship for yeah. the customers and the captains as much as you can with whatever you have in control yeah. and i think that is that is the but like so there's i understand that mm. right and um i feel like in a way there's there's things that go beyond um 
So the stability is something that you also seek because you want to, in a way, as an individual, you want to you remove all sorts of ambiguities and make sure that you have um, whatever you plan out for, you can actually attain or sure. achieve, right? Yeah. Um, but you personally, do you have some kind of framework or some playbook uh, that kind of helps you navigate these times right now? Because Kareem of... In, in, in genetic Baal's time is very different from Kareem and Zishan Bake's time. Sure. Right. And it's very different from yeah. your time as well now. Yeah. Right. Like, and I heard the podcast of uh, genetic Baal when, in which he even spoke about entering new cities and entering new mm. markets and then having to make policies. So it's like that early days, of course, are very different from now. Mm. You're coming in with a ton of different experiences as well. Yeah. Um, you know, what are what are some key variables that you're looking on day in day out to actually balance this out? And I'm really thinking about this as a framework. Mm, no, I understand that, and it's the right uh -huh. way to look at it as well, right? So again, and I don't say this because I come from that background and yeah. I feel very strongly for it, but I yeah. genuinely believe that the end result of having a super nice, super sexy service for the customers out there, yeah, it all starts with how engaged your supply is today or how engaged your captain base is today. Yeah, yeah. So the priority for me, and this is something that I've been propagating quite a lot, yeah. is just ensuring that the captain base that is we happy. have, again, is happy. Not only in terms of the earnings, but in general, the way the way we work, the way Pakistan works, the way our society works, right? Mm -hmm. It's also about just letting them know mm -hmm. that we're in it with them mm -hmm. and we're in it with them till the end. And I think uh, this is a message that all marketplaces can, you know, in general, give out a lot more, especially to the supply bases that we have. Mm -hmm. in, in my, you know, discussions with, with some of the captains that we had today, mm -hmm. a lot of them were, you know, more sort of cognizant. I don't want to say thankful because they don't owe me anything. I owe Damn them quite well. a lot, right? But they were cognizant of the fact that, you know, the, the level of respect or the level of sort of, you know, uh, getting on the ground and understanding the issues that they have and trying to sort of work our way through it. Mm -hmm. That is something that they felt, you know, mm -hmm. can happen a lot more overall. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we intend on doing a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I know it, it, it's, it feels like that this is driven a lot from the heart than from, you know, getting some numbers in place and then driving them. Mm -hmm. Well, all of that happens, right? But I think this is what sort of, you know, is going to be different as we move forth as well. Mm -hmm. We've been, we know, uh, we've been very engaged with both the customers and captains, but in these days and times, mm -hmm. sort of wreck and I, I promise you, every single day you will go, you will find one or the other problems exacerbated compared to what it was a little bit back. Yeah. Right. And you need to solve for it. Yeah. And you need to continue that journey of discovery again and again and again. There will be different answers every single time. Yeah. And it is your responsibility to make sure that all of that comes back into place. And everything, like I said in the beginning, remains stable enough for these guys mm -hmm. to make well for themselves. And then by way of that, they're able to provide an excellent service to the customers. And what are you doing personally to translate that same mentality, the same mindset onto the team? So, like I said, right, mm -hmm. I think uh, today I took the entire team. So, by the way, today, uh, and this is, I had a lot of fun listening to some of these discussions as well, right? So, people who build strategies, people who are actually running a corporate business, mm -hmm. people who are in marketing, people who are in finance, people who are in like supremely different functions, all sitting together with captains, yeah. right? And having those discussions and understanding what the problems are, mm -hmm. and then just coming together to sort of lay all of it down and yeah. then develop a strategy mm -hmm. that goes in hand in hand in whatever strategy that we've already, you know, already built for the year, yeah. for the next year and the year after that. Yeah. So this is, I think the one thing, if, if I'm successful as a leader in this organization, 
is to sort of rekindle that love it's already there but to sort of bring it to a point where everybody feels that sense of ownership that they need to actually get into the thick of it understand what is going on and then take that problem pull it together put it back again and continue doing that until you know we become better and better yeah <laughs> i'm smiling because just this week on wednesday we did the exact same thing over here yeah yeah it's it's in a nutshell in a, a different way of saying what you just said is also ke bhai logo se ek dusre se baat kara lo i see matlab yes, baat kar lo then you'll know what to do don't yeah. sit behind the funny Man. enough I'll, i'm going to digress a little bit um i was talking to someone i was talking to my brother mm-hmm. and he was okay, trying to give me some uh, advice on how i should uh, uh, run my company and i'm like look dude you are looking at the uh, the business from a screen mm-hmm. and i'm on ground you know that's the difference and i didn't mean to say that like i said it in the sense that like i'm the operator don't tell me what to do yeah. but it's also like with with your own customers with your own team members as well team members need to talk to each other to solve yeah. for the exact same problem 100% yeah you can't I just keep like shooting in the dark about it I'll, i'll i'll give you this example um so as i said right i mean this is this is an excellent team that we've got working over here uh we're doing a lot more things together um i have a lot of examples from daraz because it's pretty yeah, yeah, majority yeah, of, of my last 5 or 6 years so um our, our chief marketing officer who's still there at daraz right now his name is amar hasan so as you would believe in a marketplace mm-hmm. there's always this tug of war between demand and supply mm-hmm. where the ones who should be getting more money where the ones who should be getting more you know representation advocacy from top management whatever 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 it was a very different situation at that time when we worked over there so it came to a point where he actually and because at that time like even today like the marketing budgets are super nice right yeah, yeah. Uh, at daraz i mean probably the best anywhere right now so uh, like i can't even imagine so i'm no, not yeah. i don't know if we we should go down that road yeah. but he was he was he came up to me the other day right and he said that you know we have all of that but it only works for us if the service levels that we're able to provide you know are super good you yeah. can only market a product that is as good yeah so what if i tell you that you take some of the money that i have and you're able to improve on service delivery right yes, sir and he literally did that i mean wow. I, i see a lot of people talk about it i have yeah. seen articles about marketing where people say that you know you can only market a product to a point where it's as good he 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 actually went ahead and he did that right so what we did was we took some of that money and i, I think at that time a big problem was uh हमारे जो आवाम है सोशल मीडिया के ऊपर लिबरल एंड वेरी जेनरस विद रिव्यूज एंड कमेंट्स पर्टिकुलरली व्हेन दे हैवेंट हैड गुड वंस राइट सो इवन एट दराज आई थिंक एट दैट टाइम से जस्ट टू पुट इट इनटू कॉन्टेक्स्ट आउट ऑफ अ हंड्रेड प्रोडक्ट्स दैट वी वुड सेल और ऑर्डर दैट वी वुड फुलफिल राइट मेबी अ हाफ एंड आई डोंट से हाफ आई मीन लाइक जीरो of them would yeah. actually end up being a, a you know a wrong product or a defective product or a product that had a quality issue to it right? but we were great as consumers no we were very eloquent with our words absolutely <laughs> right and only, only only the ones that end up getting those 0.5 out of 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. products take make their way to social media yeah. right but then again that's that's also an opportunity for us to improve yeah i mean you look for those la, though but that we we joke about it but that's also what you're looking for that 0.5 why are yeah. they disgruntled yeah. what did we do yeah. How can we solve for that? Yeah, I think at the beginning, and I'll be, and I can, I think, perhaps talk about a little bit more openly now. When when I joined in, mm. a lot of those comments were there, yeah. right? But when I used to talk to people and say, hey, "Can we address them?" 
so there was a little bit of a, an apprehension of getting you know diving into, into that it. whole yeah. thing because it sort of creates that whole uh, snowball effect and yeah. then you end up becoming much worse than what you were yeah. but this guy man uh, he his, his vision i, I I, I genuinely admire him as a person, right? So he set up this entire team that actually tackled every single issue that came on social media. Lovely. At that same team, and this is this is the marketing guy that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. He's also he also set up this red carpet program mm-hmm. where he ended up saying that you know. uh whoever whatever new customer actually comes in for the first time we're actually going to give them a call and ask them if they had like a good experience if not we'll make it right because you know the whole churn thing like you know yeah, a new yeah. customer coming in not getting a good experience and never coming back again that that's all a little bit of his problem as well because over here there is that you know you keep you keep uh, filling the top of the funnel but if it's yeah. a leaky bucket it's never going to stop yep so that's what they did over there so the whole you know the whole demand versus supply thing i i learned a lot mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. and then of course over here it's a similar situation right uh, there are many teams that work together to sort of get that right answer but we're only able to sort of you know move that needle mm-hmm. and come up with like proper disruptive plays yeah when everybody gets on the table you yeah. know you put aside all of you know the different hats that people would have mm-hmm. and then solve yeah. for one problem together mm-hmm. and i've seen many many amazing results coming out of it in the last 7 months man all of them all of them came out when everybody just sort of you know put aside all of those differences and then came in and worked towards one solution oh, nice. many very variables will come into play you sort of have to power through all of them and the only way you do that if you if you sort of do it together otherwise mm-hmm. they will be so we said effort yeah yeah so i want to step away a little bit from um from daraz and kareem yeah. and because you're in the tech space you've been in the tech space daraz is also a tech yeah. company right yeah. um wh- what do you what are your thoughts on the current landscape of the tech economy or the tech space like facebook xyz number of layoffs mm. tesla amazon yeah. google amazon was the last of them right um and you think like and now with open ai yeah there's a whole other set of conversations happening like, oh no now shit all of a sudden all these jobs have gone lost people are not going to get back in <laughs> i know that it's about evolving the the yeah. job profile as well and the the yeah. responsibilities um What are your thoughts on what went wrong or what was overlooked in all of this in this in, in creating this uh, I don't want to say bubble or an in, so, inflated economy in a sense No I'll be honest I I won't, I won't claim to be the expert on all of this right because there's no one or two things that happened that sort of triggered and you let to all of what was See the reason I also ask you this question yeah. I can ask I feel like I can ask you this question hmm. um, with a lot of comfort and without feeling like I'm hurting anybody no. in the process is because yeah. your experience dictates more than just technology yeah sure no uh, and i'm happy to sort of uh, you know uh, address this but a lot more in the context of what what happened around me yeah. or what is happening around you know yeah. certain geographical yeah. areas as well and i was i was reading uh, what somebody wrote and i found it very pertinent as well i think the the one thing that that really sort of you know takes this down a little bit and this is why a lot of the businesses that haven't really been successful in Europe or in North America are actually successful in the Middle East right now in Saudi Arabia in Dubai take take food delivery as an example yeah. it's because they've got that right mix yeah. of people actually wanting to pay for convenience number 1 yeah. and then having the right labor force that can deliver that convenience yeah if so they're solving the problem in the right market yeah exactly so yeah. i mean this is this is one thing right yeah. uh, over here i do feel that a lot of the times we tried to sort of you know substitute convenience with discounts and values and 
price cuts and whatnot, right? So sort of sort of without going into too much uh, of the nitties gritties. Yeah. When you do that, sure, there will be a period of growth. You can yeah. you can buy trust for a little bit, yeah. right? And you you can pay for people's trust, yeah. but there will come a point when 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 you run out of that money because it was meant for something else, right? Yeah, yeah. To be able to sort of build a business where you're able to drive value through the convenience or the ease of uh, or simplification, whatever you may want to call it. Yeah. That is that is where the general focus should have been since yeah. the beginning. I understand that uh, that entire you know that want or that demand for quick growth yeah. made a lot of sense at the time. Sure, makes sense today. But the other bit, the perhaps more important bit of actually you know living what you started with, for the lack of a better term, that that got a little bit overlooked. I feel mm-hmm. so. So I do feel so. Take, take the example. I'll give again because I I thought about this even before joining Kareem. In twenty twenty, um, things like they probably you know got interesting for the Raj. They got really sort yeah, of uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. challenging for right hailing yeah. the industry in general. A lot of quick changes had to be made. Yeah. Right to the point. with today as an organization where where you seeing a lot of these companies uh, suffering this this yeah. bubble sort of bursting as you call yeah, it yeah. we're actually ending up buying organizations we're actually ending up buying different companies yeah. right and at really good at really good deals yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, better yeah. right yeah, yeah. because we were able to position ourselves at that time in a way mm-hmm. that uh, you know a lot of the ways that we looked at markets a lot of the way that we looked at things mm-hmm. we were able to improve upon mm-hmm. prepare ourselves for yeah. the times that were coming and we got very i, I don't want to say luck there was was luck behind it there was a lot of effort and passion and a lot of very hard decisions behind that as well yeah, yeah. but it prepared us for what was coming right mm-hmm. to a point where we were very comfortable and we were very sort of you know we're taking this entire situation from a space Mm-hmm. where we're able to make a difference in people's lives without actually worrying about some of the things that you know other organizations have to worry about right now you say, when you say we you mean when you were at daraz i'm not talking about kareem at this point at this point okay yeah at this point from the 2020 situation yeah, yeah. to now, now to now right okay. so it's it's been it's been an inspirational evolution per se so at daraz it was quite fun as well i mean i don't want to call it fun it was a difficult time in 2020 but just look at it from look at it from the perspective of one day realizing that all of the markets will be shut down right yeah. and the world is already moving towards online orders and deliveries and there's not a lot of people doing that in pakistan right now right so what does one do i remember distinctly at that yeah. time there was this live feed on facebook coming from daraz and they were bringing in different i think you were also on one of those live feeds uh, probably well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that i think you were like i remember the beard uh, cut as well but yeah. that's what i found out is that you've got tampas being sold in like outskirts of sindh and like yeah. like you know towns and 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 villages or cities that i had never even heard of yeah as when i was like oh damn the consumer shift that has to happen the behavior change that a company like daraz would be waiting for has happened now yeah and also something that i think we were i was the again i i keep looking at that situation as something that that was pretty cool it wasn't it was it was a difficult time for a lot of people but I'm to be sure, able to yeah. create that create that ease at that time right that was supremely important yeah. so as as you know up until a certain point a lot of the raz was about you know cell phones and tablets and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. laptops and playstations and what not and all of a sudden all of us wanted 
there has to be known as like a proper platform where there's everything from electronics to uh, grocery items to fashion yeah. to yeah. Know, yeah. other yeah. lifestyle yeah. items and we got that opportunity at that time yeah. right so i think it was in all of like 16 hours that we were able to crack a couple of very quick partnerships i remember it was with racket i remember it was with png sort of just you know turn off everything on the platform and only focus on just you know items related in the beginning it was uh, masks and it was you know hand sanitizer yeah, 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 and what not yeah. and then as the government sort of understood because the other thing that was fun was that they weren't even allowing us to operate at that time Did right when, when when everything shut down and when they said you know nobody's allowed to go out only xyz shops will open up yeah yeah and no deliveries will happen no yeah, food yeah, vendors yeah. and in the beginning it was your riders were stopped everything was stopped yeah, yeah. right and we had to say sort of have those discussions but but uh, credit where credit is due it was very well received they understood that this is probably the one thing that should be encouraged more than anything yeah. else but then they were they were also very sort of you know uh, careful about it so in the beginning we were only allowed to ship masks and sanitizers and just right. what, what at that time we were calling necessity items yeah. but then very quickly expanded into you know snacks and beverages and teas and breakfast items and what and what not mm-hmm. so that is where we sort of got those inroads right mm-hmm. and that is where a lot of that business developed from and it still sticks and stays mm-hmm. to date so yeah and and all of that happened within a period of two days mm-hmm. right so i mean when you look back at it and think about it it's mm-hmm. it's a bit surreal there a lot of lot of learning mm-hmm. of time i want to come back to uh, to that to that question again though the whole yeah. with the whole layoffs and everything and i, and I want to link it a little bit to you, you what you basically said right it was like the growth running behind growth um what are your thoughts on that do you feel like that was um a a good move or that was a wise decision in the interest of the business for the long term because in, in my opinion i also feel that and this is what also comes down to now there's a lot of commentary on on vcs and startups as mm-hmm. well sure. um at the end of the day i think that any any wise individual who's investing in a business is also trying to find that how is this business going to be sustainable as well yeah. and those who are trying to create the business a wise businessman woman would be sure. thinking about how is this going to stand on its own feet after the yeah. initial capital injection yeah but then when you set up everything for growth and metrics what is what, that we've now we're now seeing the the downsides of all of that right and i want to know your thoughts on this yeah i'm a, i'm a fan and again uh, th- this goes probably against some of the things that i i've been doing and practicing yeah. but i've also seen you know a lot of like for the lack of a better word and i'm going to call it what i think you know about yeah. it in my mind jo dhanda karne baithe hai na asli wala log yahan pe hamari markets ke andar you you'll see amazing examples of people like the kind of entrepreneurial mindset uh, that we have mm-hmm. for people anywhere from jodia bazaar over to you know what they're doing online yeah yeah so i mean that is creating actual real value and even they realize right yeah. that to be able to do good sustainable business yeah. there is an element uh, there is an element of value creation yeah and then once you've sort of established certain you know milestones in in your journey mm-hmm. you go for growth and you've got amazing examples right you've got uh, unfortunately a lot of them in the, are in the offline realm and any anywhere from yeah. uh, imtiaz to a lot of the you know the big names that you hear lo- local businesses growing up mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the same rules need to start applying to online businesses as well right i'm sure there's a lot more opportunity uh, of course it's a lot less friction Mm-hmm. Right, but I don't think it means that you sort of you know let go of that core element of creating value or convenience or simplification or awesomeness for yeah. the customer, yeah. right? Yeah, and then just go for like 
stuff beyond that yeah. without taking that into account yeah and uh, yeah so that's uh, that's as far as my take on the situation goes okay all right yeah. um i get it i hear what you're saying um so um, i i don't want to take up too much of your time also um but what i hear um what i hear what i saw from your linkedin profile what my first observation was mm. musk 5 years there mm. are 4 years now kareem 9 months yeah. right um and and you personally grew within these organizations and inshallah there's a long way ahead at kareem itself inshallah um what got you to stick man like, what a question right so <clears throat> again uh I have this tendency of answering questions with you know stories first, but I think it. it Which, by it. the way, I really appreciate. Yeah. So I, I genuinely appreciate this. It's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, out of all the successful, really, really successful people that I've been able to mentor or coach or you know help build, almost all of them had this bimari slash kida slash whatever you want to call it of like you know. doing new things doing more things spending a couple of months on a certain topic and then wanting more mm. right mm-hmm. and i think i don't know maybe maybe i'm i'm a little bit presumptuous in the way that i think about it mm-hmm. but i think i was the last of this generation that actually valued consistency and stability yeah. and then now you've got a lot of the people in this new generation they want to learn they yeah. want to sort of grow but they also want a lot of like i don't know for for the lack of a better term sexiness uh, variety yeah yeah and and sexiness is fine i i want sexiness yeah. but it, does it come by way of sort of you know doing you know small things quickly and then continuing to move on so again i i'm mentioning a lot of names uh, probably get in trouble but these these are all my 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 kids right so one of one of the one of the best people that i had that i was able to work with and mentor and coach his, his name is zen he's now the vp of commercial at this uh, iran marketplace called snap right a big position but one of the i think the probably the only feedback that i ever gave him was stick to something that you're doing if if there is a if there is that hunger or if there is that yearning to do more mm. it doesn't mean that you change your role or change your job or change your jd it only means that whatever you're doing you're going you know you're getting better at it to a point that you end up finding more time on your hand use that time to experiment use that time to sort of you know without necessarily going into the whole i want a better position or i want more formal responsibility yeah. there's no such thing man you're working mm-hmm. in a startup right go tomorrow go sit in the warehouse go out into the markets mm-hmm. do stuff yeah. nobody's stopping you from doing that yeah. right but as somebody and even 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 for the people who are sort of you know getting into the uh, market today and uh, like find themselves in a in a in in that super nice position of you know getting quick growth and whatever careers that they have the decision makers that are sitting at the top still value consistency and yeah, they yeah, still yeah. value that stability a lot more right because we're still those like early millennials that yeah. are like you know making those decisions right now yeah, yeah. so just a quick like you know cheat slash tip yeah just make sure that you have that element uh-huh. when you go into and and don't stop yourself from growing yeah. don't stop yourself from learning and from trying on new things yeah. but where i see a lot of value that you know super sexy talent can drive mm-hmm. is continuing to learn in the organization continuing to deliver more and more mm-hmm. but hold the fort right hold the fort for whatever you're supposed to be doing get the basics and stick to the basics for a period mm-hmm. where you can actually you know because the the, the 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 most value that you can give to your boss or to the organization mm-hmm. is doing the job that you're supposed to do 
for a good period of time mm-hmm. improve upon it find new ways innovate find new things to do mm-hmm. but don't jump around so that, that that's been my sort of mantra throughout yeah. it's been very sort of you know purposeful it's been very advertent and conscious the way that i've tried to do it uh and i still i, I still feel that was sort of you know but there's a lesson on the other for 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 the for the flip side of this as well right? for the other person for the person on the other side of the table that also enable your team members to have that space of growth as well or set them yeah. up for that as well like like you mentioned you've mentored a lot of individuals i'm yeah. sure you've you you've set them up for success as well right i mean sure i mean you, you the the, the, you can the, the that most like, you can do yeah. the most you can do is like not stop them from being awesome i that's the way i look at it right yeah. am i am i getting in the way mm-hmm. so uh, you end up hiring people and there's always been sort of you know the way that i've done this is whoever you're sitting in front of you is this guy smarter than i am yeah. or is, is he you know fundamentally different to the way that i'm thinking yeah. if those are the two reasons that i'm hiring them for then the last thing i should be doing is getting in the way but when you find people who are at your level only that maybe are creating some kind of obstacles for people to excel how do you step in do you do you kind of like try to stop that or change that person's attitude towards that no with your team also enable them let them to grow that's the way they will stay true and and in another way loyal towards you and the and the goal of the company there, as well there, there there are people who do that as well and and most of the times so i i also have this fundamental belief that everybody everybody wants to do good like yeah. no nobody wants to do bad it's just that the way they take on certain situations but it on however you know they've collected their experiences right. everything changes for everybody or everything is different for everybody in in instances like these right and i have i had a few like everywhere that i've worked with right mm-hmm. it's always good to sort of you know just uh, just have a straight talk but at the same time you also have a responsibility to if if you feel that this is not like this is a fundamentally masla hota hai logon ke andar jo hota hai to usme you also sort of you know and and this is what happened to me i sort of built that built that weird uh, so शाम छह बजे से आठ बजे तक पीपल If you don't have the credibility at all like you know you, you get that smile yeah. in your face yeah yeah and there are some people who despite of you having all sort of credibility will end up doing that really well anyway. that is where you sort of you know so what are it is the bande mene udaye ye di baat hai people you actually see are really good talent who are suffering mm-hmm. so i'm not like there is no there's no shame in sort of you know picking them up and sort of molding them i mean, yeah. I, i really don't i really really don't think that's a wrong thing to do mm-hmm. right like if you've got your model compass and check if you're not doing it just because you need the right person you do yeah. because somebody's out there who really can do a lot of wonders mm-hmm. that was guy that I'm talking about he was in a completely different function at the beginning mm-hmm. right well like he, he wasn't even at the commercial he, he was doing stuff that I was doing back in my in the beginning yeah right and then like opportunity came to maybe make a better person out of him yeah. i'm very grateful for that uh-huh. and ट 
young individuals need to keep in mind right now um, when they're setting up for, you know, whether their careers or they're trying to get into the entrepreneurial space? Yeah. Especially for people like me who, who were a little bit, you know, more ambitious than they should have been. And that's a good thing to do. I think everybody should know, everybody should like really, really absorb and appreciate the, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like, what is that? So, again, uh, this is something that really, really, really hits home for me. So, six months into the job or, you know, even, even a year into the job, you, you start getting that feeling that you, you know, you're, you're the rock star, you know all of it. Especially when you're somebody who has a really bright future in front of them. Yeah. Who, look, who are able to look at things differently, who are able to actually bring value to the table quicker than other people. There are people around there that do that, right? But that is where, that is where, that is where the trap sort of comes in. Uh, just just envision this in your mind with the curve that I'm trying to build with my finger over here. Yeah. Just few, six months into the job or you know one year into the job, this whole perception of your competence mm-hmm. starts going up in your own mind. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And this peak is what I call the mountain peak of stupidity. <laughs> right? Because yeah. this is where you and it happened with me. Right? Yeah. Where you believe, where you ended up believing that man, I I got this, right? I yeah. got this. And like, bring it on. You like, I'm the do, shit. I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> my glorious two and a half, like, years into. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you continue to sort of grow, and when you get more experience, that sort of goes down. And there comes a period in your life uh-huh. where there's this, you know, there's this fit of despair where you genuinely, and I kind of felt, and I'm sure a lot of people do as sort of, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe six years, seven years, eight years, for everybody to put down like, into, into the job. Yeah. You, you get this feeling that you really, really don't know anything. And there's a big world out there. You, you, you're coming out of that high yeah. and you come into the realization that, yeah, I mean, in this entire huge world, you're probably trying to come to nothing. And that is, that is when you start getting that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just give yourself a like pat on the back because now, now whatever happens next yeah. is actual genuine, like bona fide growth. Yeah. So in terms of your mindset and whatever you will learn and whatever value you can create. And that is, so everybody should remember this. And especially like, yeah, so I have, I have two daughters at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, measure I don't know what I was doing. But these guys, you phone that comes in, it's, 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 it's beyond unbelievable how yeah. they think yeah. what, what they will achieve as they go forward. Right? Yeah, yeah. But just remember, <laughs> at the end of the day, there's a big world out there. You need to stay humble, right? Yeah. Because everybody will, whenever they reach that mountain peak of stupidity, just remember that you know you are there. You need to sort of you know, be conscious about it, and then get to a point where you actually start absorbing, learning, being humble, and then. Sort of you feel like everyone should reach that mountain, or there should be others around you to not let you touch that mountain. I I do feel that like I'm sorry for the lack of better term for people who will matter at the end of the day to the to the jobs that they do or everybody who really wants to create a difference in the world they will they will get that mm-hmm. right I, I think that's that's part of the journey I, I do genuinely believe that is part of the journey mm-hmm. I mean of course there will be exceptions to this rule everywhere yeah, yeah. But in all likelihood one way or the other you will come to a point where you feel that you are the shit yeah right? whether you choose to accept that reality or not also you are reaching that point yeah so yeah cool and, and 
Yeah, yeah. Say, say. So in it, my after uh, I touched upon open AI a little bit right now as well, and I think that I, I'm not. I don't want to go into the gloom doom kind of situation, but for Pakistan especially, when you have a lot of new startups coming up, new people entering the Danda world as well, what do you feel like is a space that's kind of untouched that people should really keep their eyes open to, or that you are observing keenly as well? I, 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 so there are a couple of things that, that sort of you know always caught my eye. Um, and I do feel that, you know, you can, with, with the advent of, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, you can see a lot of those articles, you talk about OpenAI, but then now people are saying that, you know, everybody's talking about OpenAI, but there are like 10 different competitors. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you, you're getting a lot of that mm. visible now, and people are discovering it. Yeah. To be able to bring them into the randas of the world. So I genuinely, at the end of the day, if you ask me maybe 20 years down the line, so I would, you know, between between one of two things that I envision myself doing is having an actual danda, like proper danda, maybe maybe some, you know, a blues bar or a restaurant where, you know, you can actually define what your consumer wants or, you know, just just just, just make that experience a little bit more tech driven, I don't know, or you end up becoming a politician, right? Two extremes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Base, I mean, base can be made from other things. How can you bring all of these things into play, right? So I, I, I'm sure it's it's all over social media, but I admit that as well. So AI is not replacing your job, right? It's the person who's like, you know, operating that AI. Yeah. So the, the quicker that we're able to sort of jump onto this, I do believe that this is, this is, Sort sort of that you know inflection point where things will become a lot different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean there, there there is a lot of value that is to be created over here. Mm -hmm. I again don't claim to be an expert on how to go about doing this for every single business out there. But I've tinkered with it enough to know that there will probably be very rare occasions where this won't be relevant. Find a way to get this in your playbook, and I think you'll be better off for it. Okay. All right. Um, a question that I ask everyone at the very end, I don't know, again, if you've prepared for this or not. Um, if you could go back in time and meet your younger self, what would you say to him? It could be as far back as you like, by the way. It doesn't even have to be four years ago. No, I, 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 I think this is, this is <laughs> again, it's not going to be <laughs> probably the most philosophical or the most, yeah. sort of, you know, uh, great an answer. But I would probably talk a lot about, like, actively and consciously being more disciplined in the beginning, you know, sort of phase of like the whole, my late teens or, you know, early twenties and whatnot mm -hmm. in a lot of different things. Because today I feel that if my foundation, the, the one that I built for my own self was more sort of, you know, disciplined, then I could have been a better role model for people around me, right? A good example would be, yeah. जो सबसे ज्यादा खाएगा वो कुछ नहीं पैसा देगा जो सबसे कम खाएगा वो बाकी सबका पैसा देगा राइट ऐसी ऐसी जगहों पे दर्द होता है जो आपको पता नहीं क्या है बस आई लव इट अगेन जस्ट जस्ट फॉर एग्जांपल बट इन जनरल आई वुड प्रोबेबली 
it applies it applies to many things just just a little bit more discipline in the way that you know you took on life that that would have been my sort of i'm going to throw one curveball discipline or focus discipline this two two very different things right you could like today even today i mean am i focused on doing the right things in life sure i am but am i disciplined enough to sort of cover all of the important things that is that is you know the question i would ask i would love to sort of you know be disciplined enough to the point where i get up at 4 or 5 in the morning do the right uh, things for my own self you know exercise and whatnot, what not read and then get into the thing of it spend a lot of time with my children mm-hmm. and able to do some of that mm-hmm. not all of that you know with the right level of focus but i do feel that that you're disciplined enough you can expand your area of focus expand your sort of you know area mm-hmm. of focus and Sorry, I'm just writing this down because that was a good line. Am I disciplined enough to do the right things, or am I disciplined enough to do the important things? Awesome. This was very nice, Imran. Thank you so much for taking out the time to do this. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, and it it was a very um, wholesome conversation. I felt like it was very easy to talk to you. Um, Pehli malakat, no no contact uh, contact before. So this was great. Usually, I'm very um, used to having people that I know of uh, from before, or I've met in the past, or they are old friends as well. So I can say that I think you are probably the third or fourth guest who is completely new in my life. But I would uh, definitely love to stay in touch with you and maybe also like pick your brains on some thoughts as well, especially around leadership. Because what stood out for me the most, and this is what I also seek out to do, Hanan and Alina over there can testify to that, is trying to find the good in people but then when you try to find the good in people as well you want to be able to make sure that you have the toolkit to also enable them and also at the same time when you are trying to enable them you also have to enable yourself to constantly excel and succeed and i feel like that that maybe went missing in formal education culturally that's a miss as well unfortunately in our, in our part of the world and i'm sure in many parts of the world as well but um yeah i will i will definitely reach out to you again Great, great, and I hope all of you guys enjoyed this. That was Imran Salim, uh, the GM of Kareem Pakistan. Did I get that right? GM Ride Hailing in Pakistan. Um, I had a blast. I hope you did too. If you liked it, uh, pass it on and spread the love. More coming soon from behind the grind. Till the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>